bong, bong. ClayMcMathComedy.com. The one-stop shop for all your podcast merch, all your Clay McMath comedy merch. The easiest way to support me as a comedian or us as the Welcome to the Potty crew. That's me and Boardman. There's Boardman tees. There's Bossman tees. There's Easy Money uh, sweaters. There's Bung Bung tees. Welcome to the Potty uh Golf hats, welcome to the potty. No, bung bung. Um, what are they called? Bucket hats. And you can buy all tickets to all my shows at claymcmathcomedy.com. That's C L A Y M C M A T H comedy.com. As always, the show is brought to you by Bung Bung Coffee, the best dark roast coffee there is. It's a modern dark roast. And by modern, I mean. It's, it's minimalist. There's, there's not much to it. There's, you know, they don't just have plants and paintings hanging everywhere and too much cutlery. It's just, it's just a, a nice brown bean, consistently brown. There's, it's only one type of brown in the bag. You don't see beans that are less roasted than others. And how do I know that? Because it's tested under UV light for consistency. Think about that. Have you ever been to South America? Well, Bung Bung Coffee is South America in a cup you're drinking pieces of Colombia, Brazil, Honduras, and Peru. There's nothing better than that. You can go on a holiday every time you have a cup of Bung Bung Coffee. I saw a guy drink Bung Bung Coffee two weeks ago, and he was he was Italian. He straight up just started speaking Spanish, dude, and Portuguese. Portuganish. And I didn't know what was happening, but then I was like, oh, that man, that man really just tasted South America. He turned, in, he turned into Penelope Cruz, and I, I couldn't believe it. I don't even know where she's from. He, he turned into Sofia Vergara straight away. Grew, you know, his chest got mad big. He, he started speaking really quickly and really sexily, honestly. And, yeah, I wanted to touch him. I couldn't believe it. And you can, you can make people want to touch you if you taste, if you buy and taste Bung Bung Coffee. And all you all you'll do to get your hands on some of this is go to bungbungcoffee.com. That's B-U-N-G-B-U-N-G coffee.com and enter promo code potty, P-O-D-D-Y, for 15% off all orders. Now that's a discount. 15% off all orders adds up very quickly if you buy three, four kilos of coffee. And bang, you basically got one bag for free at some point. There's Bung Bung Coffee um, little keep cups. Because we're we're conscious of the, the world, you know? We don't want South America to disappear. That's where we get our coffee. So we're trying to save the world by doing keep cups. So you're not throwing out cardboard every time you have a coffee. Because there's, man, there's places that do that. Just cafes just out there. You know, they've got they've got little four-year-old Colombian children out the back folding up coffee cups. You know, popping them up into three-dimensional shapes and then coffee's getting poured into it by, you know, a white person or sometimes an Italian person. And that's crazy. We don't want that. We we don't we are, we are not into slave labor. All of our beans are ethically sourced. You know, there's a lot to say about this coffee, but nothing can be said quite like the taste. You're gonna have to taste it. Bungbungcoffee.com. Let's start the show. Welcome to welcome to the party. Best show on the internet. Ask anybody. You know it's easy money. Sit back, relax, get your headphones, everybody. Welcome to Welcome to the Party Blackout in the booth, every episode's a party We go hard like Ricky Bobby, tell a friend to tell a friend This is Welcome to the Party 
Welcome to the party, bung bung. It's your man Claytron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman. Because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasting, the Magnum PI of podcasting, the Zion Williamson of podcasting, because I don't know what's up, what's down, what's white and what's brown. All I know is I like to go downtown on adult film stars. Shout out to Zion for the hot water he's found himself in this week um, after having the least games played of any uh, NBA player this far into their career. Uh, we got Boardman back in the booth. What's up? Back. Um, you've got more hours on the podcast than Zion Williamson has on the NBA basketball court. Did you know that? Sensational. Not hard, dude. No. Not hard. No, it takes about three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that dude's wilding out. Yeah, dude. Um, so I forget the name of this um, Monique, Mojira. Mo- Mariah? Mariah. Mariah. Williams? No, Mariah. Yeah, look I'll, have, I'll have a look. Yeah, yeah, you, you'd like to look her up. Someone chucked in the chat. Let's, <laughs> let's have a look. Yeah, Zion Williamson, for anybody who didn't know, he's a uh, basketball player in the NBA. He, um, he's he been a rookie for about three years because he hasn't even played 82 games yet. Mariah uh, Mills. Mariah Mills. Now, just going to say, you guys know that Lavelle and I are not porn addicts because we couldn't even think of the name of this porn star, okay? I don't, even, I don't know if she's big porn star or small porn star. Um, but Zion Williamson basically tried to wife her up. He's going to fly her out to New Orleans to live uh, and pay for, pay for her per month. This sounds like prostitution to me, I guess. Give her a monthly allowance to live with him and be his girl. Um, and he had another girl pregnant at the same time. Um, and it's, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just these kids, they don't know, they don't know how to do it and they don't know how to strap up either. My dad always, you know, he put the fear of God into me, dude. He was like, always, always strap up. Even if they tell you it's all good, if they tell you that they're on the pill, if they tell you they're on some other type of contraception, they're not. It was like, you will get someone pregnant. Do not let anybody take your seat, basically, is what he was saying. And um, I was I was mostly diligent for my, my entire young life. I never got an STD. Um, you know, went to the, been to the uh, pharmacy first thing in the morning a couple of times, but, you know, somehow never, yeah, somehow never got a, Got a hot dick, which is nice. I was looking for a round of applause on the um Yeah, don't board, I, I did I did used to have it and I took it off for some yeah. reason. I think maybe I was overusing it when I was doing solo apps. Um and that was the, that was the only way to stop myself from using it. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Zion's out here really, really getting into it with porn stars. There's something dude, I I'm not really into sharing my girl. No, look, I don't think he'd be the only one going through some shit like this. Maybe not right now, but yeah, just just messy with the way he's dealing with it. Mm, mm. Um, 
I heard you familiar with Lisa Ann? Yes. Uh, like most famous MILF star, pretty much, probably. Um, I, I think she's retired from the game, rest in peace. But um, she reportedly will teach, probably for a fee, will teach um, athletes how not to get um, themselves into a situation like this. Yeah, right. She's yeah. just doing like master classes on this shit. Yeah, like spitting game to 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 the uh, to the young young cadets. Because what look what need it. yeah what the issue is with Zion right now is that he's got mad shame in his game, and she'll teach you how to not have shame in your game and make the most out of your fame. Bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You might. Yeah. Yeah. I um. If I knew what Zion Williamson sounded like, I would maybe do a. I'd maybe do a freestyle rap right now in his voice. I don't know what he sounds like either. Neither. He's a dark-skinned dude, but I, I kind of feel like he's got a white, white voice. I don't know if you're allowed to say if you're allowed to say white voice anymore. I don't know if that's like stereotypical. What well, like a Patrick Mahomes type voice? Well, he's got a Kermit the Frog voice. You seen that video of um, Kenny Powers? Yeah, <laughs> that shit is hilarious. They literally bro. sound the exact same. So funny watching that with your eyes closed. So we started off. They actually threw a nice uh, party for us at the hotel. The chain smokers came through. DJ Khaled came through. Um, I had the goddamn Spoon Man from the Soundgarden videos coming to my shit. No way. Oh yeah, I'm talking six grills burning at all times. Tiki torches, three whole pigs, fucking shitloads of macaroni and cheeses, baked potatoes. Collard greens, oh. a horse, fucking Puerto Rican chicks showing their pussies and tits off everywhere. I mean, you can't beat that, man. That's every genre of music you need right there. Not a voice like that because it's too throaty. No home loans. Um, but like like a Tim Duncan type of voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, who is a black man that sounds like a white man. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, you don't want shame in your game. That's for sure. <sighs> We've got breaking news. Let's hear it. The format of the Welcome to the Potty podcast is going to change. Shit, here we go. Yeah. Give us a breakdown. So, basically, there's a lot of there's a lot of bros out there that have podcasts with their mates where they talk shit. Sounds familiar. Yeah, I don't like I don't like to fit in that box. So our niche. Moving forward is going to be the Clay's Reviews niche. The show is going to rely on Clay's Reviews. It's going to be a movie review podcast. And if you don't like it, stick around because it gets better. It's going to be the Clay's Reviews, but the the reviews are going to be more in-depth. They're going to, they're, they're, and I don't mean like technically, I'm not going to start talking about the types of lighting they use and what time of night they shot the day scene or nothing like that. I'm going to be talking about the movie, I'll, I'll give it the, the normal Claire's review with the score and all that, and then the, the the specific parts of the movie that are related to and why, and then we'll go into some more personal type of stuff. Um, and I think between us, we've probably lived sixty five years. About that. Um, I think we'll have enough to be able to go into every week. Every, every movies always trigger like a di- you don't watch movies every time and the same memories get triggered you know yeah the same uh-huh. feelings so I think we'll be able to just go into it talk about it and it, it'll even some stuff some movies will trigger current events 
to talk about. Or like, oh, this reminds me of that serial killer, you know? And then we start talking about Ted Bundy for some reason, you know? Yeah. And that's how it's going to be. Let's do um, it. So there still will be the, the, the battle for divorce dads. But as we spoke about about a month or so ago, um, that'll just be the teams that face each other throughout the season. We won't be doing picks every week and all that shit. Um, there still will be an advice, uh, not an advice section, but like a mailbag section. So send in whatever you want, whether that's advice, would you rather, um, poor posture, listen to this fuck shit, um, crazy videos, whatever it is that you want to send in, keep sending it in. Um, I do. That's one of my favorite parts of the show is talking to the, the listeners or the, the glisteners. Um, if they you know, if they've ever been around Zion Williamson, they're probably all glazed up, but <laughs> um, that's what the show is going to be moving forward. Um, the All of the current episodes are going to move to the Patreon gradually. So um, uh, we, the Patreon hasn't been released yet, but um, once, once that's kind of ready, we'll release that. I've got a good idea for like what, what we save up for. As well with the Patreon. Should we tell the people now? Or should that be like a, should that be some sort of, should that be like a teaser that we. Yeah, I'll just like drop it in a week or two. Okay. Um, but we're going to say we're saving up for something spectacular. So we, we're going to need people to really um, subscribe to it, honestly. Um, but the first, the base level tier will be um, the ability to uh, listen to archived episodes, which will be. 383 episodes i think so that's pretty much how it's going to work from here on out what do you think all right yeah sounds good to me i'll just need to do a bit more homework every week and actually start watching movies yeah we'll we'll start to um we'll start to watch stuff not it doesn't have to be together but like same stuff in a in a week or whatever or um um even even if that gets difficult, we'll just we'll navigate it as it comes. If that gets difficult, maybe we, we both watch the same thing every two weeks or whatever, and whatever we'll figure that out. Yeah, it, it's it's going to evolve, but that's that's how it's going to be moving forward. I'm just being um, uh, forthright with the listeners of the Welcome to the Potty podcast, the the podlers, if you will. Maybe hit the uh, close reviews theme. I think that's a good little transition into it. Comedy action horror. Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting, lighting, or costumes? This segment is Clay's Reviews. Alright, so first Clay's Review of the new Welcome to the Potty format. It's called Vengeance. It's on Netflix and it stars uh, BJ Novak, who is Ryan from The Office. Yep, okay. Um... And in my office, there is no man named Ryan. There is mostly women in my office. 90, above 95%. 98 maybe. Yeah, right. My work was like that at one point, but it's probably like 70% dudes now. In university, when you study architecture, yeah. what's the split? Uh, it's pretty close to 50-50, I'd say. Okay. Mine was definitely 90-10 as a psych, psych major. Fantastic for meeting chicks. 
um, did pretty well for myself. That's that's all, that's not a brag. It's a humble brag. Um, one of the benefits of being a psych major, um, people think, oh yeah, you get to know people, and then you can you can use that as a sinister ability. You can get in their, in their psyches and make them want to bang. No, you're just the only guy in the room most of the time, and someone's going to want to bang you. Statistically, yeah, because you'd think like if if they're all studying that same shit, they'd be able to see right through your shit. Yeah, so and you just if, if they can, they can. You don't think if you're one guy in a room of thirty girls, someone's taste is going to be in you? It's quick mouth. Yeah, and that's really how it worked out for five years. Five very very lucrative years. So shout out to Ryan and Kelly from the office. And one of the girls was Kelly. So shout out to Kelly. Yeah, shout out to Kelly. I forget her last name, but it was at Effens. We caught up at Effens, which is the bar just around the corner from campus. Anyway, um, it's a murder mystery, vengeance. Okay. And it's also it's also um a podcasting movie. There's a lot of content out at the moment. Um, about podcasting. Do you know what I mean? Um, The new Sex in the City is called And Just Like That. And I think, I think, I haven't watched it, but I think Sarah Jessica Parker is doing a podcast. Like, whatever, Samantha, is that her name? No, Samantha's the older sex lady. Mm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. (laughs) I don't know what her name, Carrie. Her name Carrie? Carrie. Yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker in the Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, that's she plays Carrie. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think Carrie's a podcaster. Okay. Because she used to be like a writer and I guess she's moved over to because the the times have changed. Yeah. Um, so there's that. There's that that's about podcasting. There's vengeance. Um the guys from Entourage, uh, you know, Kevin Dillon, Kevin Connolly, uh, the creator, Doug Ellen, they have shot a pilot called Ramble On. That is about a podcast. And there's all this podcast content happening, which I think means the death of podcasting. Um, I think once Hollywood's involved, it's over. Okay. Uh, we will keep going. Yeah, all right. People are still blogging, you know? Yeah. So we'll keep podcasting. We'll be one of the people that kept blogging. Um, but yeah, I think this is this is well and truly the death of podcasting. We we are going to we're gonna see everything really fall apart right now. The content is going to become diluted. We're going to see lots and lots of older people, uh, boomers, um, you know, people that bought houses for $30,000 and sold them for $1.7 million. We're going to see them starting podcasts to talk about hard work and how you become successful when all they did was luck into everything they have. The world fell into their laps and now they think that they did hard work. They ruined the world. They created inflation. They created climate change. They are the reason we are in the situation we are in today. We are, we are here suffering while interest rates are at like 45% or whatever the fuck they're at right now because of the boomers, okay? And they're going to start making podcasts thinking that they have all the answers. When they don't, welcome to the potty does. Uh, I'm not going to lie. That took a turn. I was not ready for it. But <laughs> yeah, you're spitting. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, yeah, basically Hollywood, um, Hollywood starting podcasting content really means the, the downfall of it. 
Shit. Um, All right, we'll see how this all plays out. Yeah, and I just think we just got to stick around longer than everyone else and we're going to be right. Okay. Especially with this new format. It's already killing it. Already, this is yeah. hot. I feel like Dylan right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he's he's uh, he's a guy. I think he's a writer, BJ, in New York. And he's like, I want to start this podcast. I want to go viral. And um, he gets a... F- I forget you don't want to you don't want to do like a recap. You want to do a review, but people need to still know what it's about. So you need kind of recap into a review, don't you? He gets a phone call from this chick that he banged one time, and um, it's actually her brother, and he th- he thinks that he's talking. The brother thinks that he's talking to the girl's boyfriend. And he's like, you got to come for the funeral. She's dead, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he's like, you've got the wrong idea. Like, we're not, you know, and the guy's the guy's not listening. He's hysterical. He's crying. He's like, you got to come here, blah, blah, the The funeral's on this day, blah, 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 blah. And he ends up going. And then when he gets there, he's at a, he, I'm fucking this up. He's <laughs> breaking down the whole movie. He was at a party at the start. He's talking to this podcast producer and giving her, her ideas. And she's like, nah, shit idea. Nah, shit idea. Nah, shit idea. He goes, he kind of discovers what's going on. They, the, they're in like the middle of Texas. And the guy's like, we, we create the law around here. We're going to figure out who did this. And we're going to take the law into our own hands. And he's like, podcast idea. He calls right. a lady, tells her. And she's like, yeah, do it. Okay, so he starts recording like, all these conversations and shit and re- interviewing everyone around the town about the girl and about, like, what everyone's thoughts are and what's happened. One of the people he speaks to is a music producer, Ashton Kutcher. Okay. It's a character played by Ashton Kutcher who says all this profound shit that really got me thinking, okay, and this is why we're going to love this new style of the Welcome to the Potty podcast because he says some shit about like once you're gone, the only thing left of you is your voice. That is the only mark you leave in this world. So if like he's talking about music, like he's talking about singers and like like you have to give it everything you've got because that is all that's going to be left of you once you're gone. That is going to be your legacy. And I started thinking about the podcast and how I talk about retards and fatties. And, <laughs> and I was just like, fuck, man. I was like, this is your legacy. This bro. is my legacy. <laughs> and for a second, because I was in the feels of the movie, I was mm. like, man, I got to do better. But then I was like, no, this is real. Yeah. This is, and it's funny. <laughs> this is funny, man. And I found out this is what the people want. Two people. In the last one month, now I could have I could have exaggerated just then and said in the last two days or whatever. Two people in one month have told me, Clay, this welcome to the potty is crazy. You you just fucking say what you want on that shit. No one no one does what you do anymore. Right? He's like, you you just you're so raw with it. You go and you say all this shit like people are scared to do that now. Um, and I was like, bro, what, what are they going to do? Cancel me? Yeah, that's a good point. What, what's the worst that can happen? Dude, like already, already like, yeah, like, 
I already only do like one gig every three weeks because I live in Adelaide. Like how how much more cancelled can I be? You know? Mm. Like they're not, you can't do anything to me. And now we've got a nice little audience here in the Welcome to the Potty world. If you're already a fan, you've, you've listened to it, you already know what it is. So you can't already take, you can't take those people away from me. I'd actually have to, not from what I've done on the potty, I'd have to actually do something terrible. You know? Yeah. All I'm doing is like exaggerating my opinions and being crazy and silly. And and he was like, dude, that's that's what people want to hear, man. Like, because they're, they're so over the woke shit, which I do believe. I do believe people are over the like, everything's semantics. Like, from from in our as being black men we we come from african american descent our dads aren't from africa they're both just from america yeah so were their parents and yeah. parents before them for a few generations yeah so they're not african they're americans you don't call white americans european americans never you just call them americans mm so like, so they've gone through all these periods of like, yeah, it, it, it used to be nigger, then it was coloured person, Negro, um, uh, Afro-American, African-American, black, black American, back to African-American, stuck with African-American for mad long. I think it's back to black again. Uh, who knows? But you're, Every, every single thing you change it to means the same thing. Mm. So it doesn't matter if it's midget or small person, right? Or little person or dwarf or this or that. Or big boned or fat. It's all the same shit. And people are over that, man. People are over like having to be careful not to trip up on their words. People are scared to like be like... um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I work with this girl. I mean, I mean, um, person. Sorry, they're no non-binary. I'm not allowed to say girl. Like, yeah, people are scared, man. If you come to welcome to the party, you you go crazy, bro. You do what you want over here. It's it's safe space. We're outlaws, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit more tight-lipped, but you, yeah. And I think I I like that. I like to be for. I don't get. To, I don't get to just do... I don't even do this on stage, man. No, too, too many workies. Yeah. Together. It's fun. This is my favourite time of the week. Just keep blacking out in the booth, dude. Yeah, just black thing. out, go crazy. Um, And I can't remember how I got here. I know I'm talking about vengeance. Oh, yeah, my legacy. And that's what I want my legacy to be, man. Freedom. What's wrong with I, that? I just went to hit the fucking round of applause again. I got to get one. Yeah. I got to bring it back. <laughs> I got to bring it back, dude. I, I got to do different levels of the shit too. Yeah. I think, you know, you do you remember um, The Nutty Professor? Yeah, I haven't watched it for a long time though. <laughs> remember the comedy club scene? Dave Chappelle is the, women be shopping, women be shopping. You don't remember that? Is that Dave Chappelle? Yeah. Young so I watched Dave it that long ago that I did, probably didn't even know who he was back then. Yeah, but he's um the Nutty Professor is Buddy Love at the club. Well, he goes back the second time as Buddy Love because the first time Dave Chappelle rips on him for being fat 
That's right. And then he goes yep. back as Buddy Love and he like rips into Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Yeah. Coming back to me. Yeah. And he cr- like, he's laughing like ridiculous, like scream laughing, um, saying how funny he is. And um, I think that should be maybe replace, it could even replace the Kawhi laugh. But yeah, maybe that could be one. But yeah, round of applause. Anyway, yeah, it made me question the legacy I was leaving. Like, if I die before Rachel, which is most likely, I'm a big fat fuck. I <laughs> I drink, I eat fried foods, um, you know, had pizza the other night. Uh I, I, she's got she's definitely got at least twenty years on me. Where She's going to want to listen to this to hear my voice. And the first thing she hears is going to be like, have you ever had coffee that makes you want to cream your pants? <laughs> <laughs> but she'll laugh, man. She'll laugh, yeah. She'll laugh. And um, same with Kenny. Kenny. Kenny will one day, probably, yeah, once I'm dead, because he, he's not going to think what I do is cool. You know, I'm going to be the most loser. Like, and no, one, no one thinks their dad's cool, you know. I wonder what you'd be talking about in like fifteen years' time. The same shit, man. Same shit. Yeah, I think I'm 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 maxed out for my <laughs> maturity. I think I've got a kid peaked. You know, I don't yeah. think I've got much more growing in me. Um. Yeah, but that was that was the Ashton Kutcher part. Yeah, that got me. That got me thinking, bro, about about that and my legacy as a, as a, as a man and how I became a man and how can, how I'm going, how I'm going to teach Kenny to be a man. Can I ask you, can I get real with you for a sec? Mm. Your, your dad lived in America for your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. It was never around. Um, who, how, how did you learn to be a man? Who, how, was it your grandfather or? Yeah, I'd probably say my grandfather and a couple of uncles. So like my first 10 years lived with my grandparents. So yeah. I had my granddad there as kind of like the male figure in my life. Oh, you lived with him for 10 years? Yeah, it was like me and, me and mom were 10 when she first got her own place and we moved out. Yeah, right. And even when we moved, I was like one street away from yeah, him. Yeah, so yeah. I spent a lot of time with, with him growing up because yeah. he kind of showed me the ropes as much as he could. How? Um... Just, I don't know, just general shit around the house. Like, men men do all the stuff outside. Like, there's shit that needs to get fixed or painted. You do it. You get up on the roof and... Was that an gutters. observation or was that... Did he tell you that? No, he, he'd, like, get me to help out with all stuff like that. Yeah. But would he say, like, like this is what you do as a man? No, I was never really a chat like that. Yeah. Was, I get We had a bit of a language barrier, too. I, yeah. like, I never picked up Italian. Like, yeah. I could understand words here and there, but I couldn't speak it and, yeah. and not fluently at all so yeah a little bit of a language barrier but he was probably like the main sort of male figure in my life growing up yeah um anyone else like anywhere else or one else, like any idea of did you like did you ever get like a picture of um like did, did you ever watch rambo or something and be like that's a that's a man like was there any like uh, image or icon or character that you had in your mind as a man at all? Mm, not that I can think of, man. Nothing no. that nothing that jumps out to me. 
Yeah, I just, guess that's just a general s- observations. Just pick up little things here and there from. Yeah, men around. I guess that's a strange question because I, I guess I didn't. I don't think I had that either. So I don't think I was expecting you to have it, but just a question that popped into my head. Um, yeah, because I definitely, I definitely had chats with my old man about that, like what I said um, about Zion before. And my dad telling me to strap up and stuff, and like he was like, like women will do this to you; they will intentionally get pregnant. Um, I think he was talking from like an athlete perspective. Right. He definitely, ha- we had that chat when I was young. Like he he never shied away from any shit with me when I was young. But like definitely before I went to college, he was like strap up. And he grew up in a different era as well. So you were allowed to fight when he grew up. And he always taught me like there was no talk like talking your way out of shit, right? There was no de-escalating a situation. It was always um, if someone talks shit, smoke them. You know, someone if someone disrespects you, punch them in the mouth, and they'll never disrespect you again. Which isn't wrong advice. I never had a bully who I beat up who would then come back and bully me a second time. You know? Yep. Probably not, I mean, like, not the best advice to give these, in this day and age, one, because you're supposed to, like, learn how to deal with your own emotions and um, maybe help other people go, like, bullies generally going through their own shit. That's why mm, they're, that's why they act they're, they're taking control, right? Um, so you, you can help, you can help them by talking as well. But um, now everybody knows MMA. You know? Like I'm scared. I used to, I used to like not not want to get in fights, but like be like if anyone fucks with me, like let's let's do it. But now I'm kind of like if I'm out at a bar and someone fucks with me, I'm like we got to get out of here because like I'm scared that if I strike this guy, he's gonna put me in a rear naked choke. Yeah, you just don't know. He says. Yeah. That's probably more of the reason. Also, the king hitting stuff that we've watched. Yeah, that's scary, man. You, I wouldn't want to ever um, give my kid advice and he follows it and severely hurts or kills somebody. Yeah. Um, I think I think it would be cool for him to know just how to defend himself. Like go and get go and get some sort of karate lessons or, um, you know, just know how to handle himself a bit in case something goes wrong. But not to, not to be like an instigator. Yeah, just or not to like I. I would I would instantly smack cunts if if they taught shit to me growing up, which isn't what you're supposed to do. But again, like I said, like none of them came back and talked shit again. I said I ended up sitting next to one of my bullies in science class in, um, I think it was about year ten, and he was the fr- friendliest person I'd ever sat next to, because he didn't want to get his fucking ass kicked again. And that's, you know, thanks, Dad. But these, I think kids are softer today, but I also think they, they will know how to fight. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're all like... What, they've just seen that many clips on, like, TikTok and... No, no, I think I think they... I think UFC is just so um, popular. Kids are just ready to start throwing bows. No, but they're, they're learning it. They're going to, like, gyms and stuff. Whereas, like, when you say kids, what like what age group? Like teenagers, talking? teens. Okay, yeah, yeah, like yeah, high okay. school. 
Um, whereas like when I was growing up, boxing was the main sport, like the main fighting, like, like combat combat sport. Yeah. No one watched it because you had the only access you had to it was pay per view. Mm. There was no highlights or nothing. If you didn't watch the Tyson fight, you missed it. Um, so no one like it wasn't as mainstream to be a fighter to to be like fuck. I want to learn how to do what I just saw because no one saw it. It's piecing down. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just think I think there's like more more knowledge around around that and probably more access to gyms. I'm sure there's way more fighting gyms than there ever has been right now. Um. But yeah, that's that's one of the other things my dad taught me was just like just fucking just fight people that are mean to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to think of what else, man, like cooking. I don't think he like taught me how to cook, but I always watched him. I was also, my mom always watched her. Um, cleaning. He always taught, he just always, he always, there was no gender roles in my house, I guess. Okay. I always saw him do um, just take care of shit. Um, he always talked about, um, like I was the only thing that mattered. Like I'm always going to take care of you. Anything you need will be taken care of. However, I've got to do it. I'll do it. And I guess, yeah, that's, that's something that, um, he didn't, yeah, he told me that, but he backed it up. He he didn't just say that shit. I, especially when I was older and I knew, like, he was always in a tight spot financially. He was always living on the north side of, side of town, like, never, ne- he was never, like, bred it up, you know, but he was always the hardest working person that I knew. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, I've got to go to Melbourne for basketball. Um, what, and I, you know, I, I didn't probably have a, any concept of how difficult that is to sort out, you know, a week in a hotel plus flights or, you know, petrol in the car and shit. Yeah. Um, and we would always, I'd never missed one. Just make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, that, that type of shit I learned. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I couldn't, I couldn't articulate what my idea of being a man is though. Yeah, I I think in the old school sense, like I think there's a sense of pride in being a provider. For sure. But I'm also not a very um materialistic person. So like I wouldn't uh like I work four days in my nine to five um and sh- shit's tight around here. But I don't want to go back to five days because like that financial side of my life is not like what motivates me or what, um, yeah. I would prefer to make half of what I make now as a comedian than double what I make now as that. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but yeah. That, like that role of the provider though, do, mm. you, do you more so mean just like keeping food on the table and a roof over the head? Or? I think so, yeah. 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 And like while like Rachel's been off work for 12 months and – um. Like I, I sort of, like I'm not like fucking killing it in the comedy world, but I definitely leveled up in that time. Maybe not artistically, but I hustled harder. I got more gigs, more paying gigs. Um, 
and I think I probably didn't make up that 20% that I'm losing by going four days, but I fucking gave it a good, good nudge because um, I had to. And I think that was, um, yeah, partly out of necessity, but part like also out of pride. You don't want to like go, oh, mum, can, can I, you know, can I get 10 grand or something just to help us get through this patch or whatever? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that, I think like a little level of like toxic masculinity is like that, um, yeah, that tough guy shit sort of protector, protector. I've never had a um, sister or anything. But as I said on a podcast like a couple months back, if you get too close to my kid, I'm going to smack the shit out of you, you know? Mm. Um, I think I told this story about this guy that, I think Rach and I were maybe getting home from somewhere and we um, we got out of the car and this guy was approaching our gate and um, he's like, oh, hey, how you going? And I was like, yeah, good. And we were just sort of standing out the front of the house, like near the letterbox. And he, I don't know, he's talking a little bit and then he like went, went to go um, in the gate. And I like put my hand in his chest. I was like, hey, what the fuck do you think you're doing? He was older too. Yeah. Like probably, he was probably 60 plus. Um, and he's like, oh, is this number, you know, 97 or whatever? And I was like, nah, this is enter number here. And um, he's like, oh, oh, I'm supposed to be down there. So he was going somewhere. And so it was, he was completely harmless. He was an old man as well. Like he wasn't going to do anything. But like, Rachel was like, what the fuck? Like what? What was that? What? Why did he get like that? I was like, well, I thought he was. I didn't know if he was going in there to like, like grab you or like, I didn't know what was going on. You know. Wait. So you guys were in the front yard already. I think Rach had gone. To... I think Rach had gone in the gate, or maybe I was coming home and Rach was in there. Okay. Um, but she was she was near and like she was right there. She was like the other side of the gate, and I was out there with the guy. Um. Yeah, and like, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess that as well. Maybe like I sleep with the baseball bat next to the bed. Um, friend, friend of mine's friend of the show, Corey Maynard, his girlfriend's car got stolen a couple of weeks back. That ever get found or not? Um, I haven't talked to him. Uh, well, I talked to him a couple of days ago. I hadn't been found then, and they were hoping at that point. In the next two days, they didn't want it to be found because that's when the insurance would kick in. Yeah, okay. Um, but people went into the house to get the keys it's while they were asleep. Fucking scary, dude. Yeah, and that's like so. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a bat. And sometimes you feel you feel like, man, I'd like, I'd fucking just want to use it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have a day where you're like, man, I hope someone fucking breaks in. I hope they do. You know. <laughs> um, but and that's why I can't have a gun. <laughs> mm. The dog guy, remember the dog guy that I almost bought a gun because of? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I can't have a gun, dude, because someone will get popped just because I had a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much of that actually happens in America. Like, there's just unprovoked shit and it's just some dude having a bad fucking day. Yeah, well, I guess, like... Um, or a chick. I feel like everyone is specked out, you know? 
but not on the autism spectrum, just on like a mental health spectrum. Everyone has got a level of, I'm not going to cope with this today. And everyone has a point where they'll get to, maybe not even once a year, but like my manager at work today, we had a chat um, because I had had enough of something at work and I called her. I was like, look, I can't deal with X anymore. Uh, talk to who you need to talk to about it because I'm not doing this, right? And that, that like I got to a point where I talked to probably my superior in a way that I shouldn't have. Um, but my, my patience was worn down to the nub. So when that happens and you're a gun owner, bro, <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. Then it becomes a murder mystery and someone's got to write vengeance. I forgot we are even talking about vengeance. Yeah, because we started talking about what it is to be a man. I still yeah. don't really know. So oh. maybe I do have some growing to do. Maybe I still do have a bit of maturity <laughs> ahead of me. I don't know, man. Being a man, though, like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't I, it's hard to kind of, um, I think, I think, I think part of being a man might even, now, like, now that I've got a kid, and sorry if you're listening to this after I, uh, I've passed Kenny, but I didn't particularly want one. Um, now, now that I think about it, it kind of feels like that's part of being a man is like teaching, teaching, your kid to raising them to do the right thing or maybe i don't know i don't particularly think we need more people on the planet is it like that's that, what, is that being a man though is that just being a parent that's yeah that's being a parent maybe maybe it's being a man when it's a son and you're teaching them to be a man but how do you teach them to be a man when you don't know what a man is yeah and it would kind of i don't know how to word this but like if you had a daughter wouldn't you want her to know what a man is just so like so she meets a good one just so she doesn't fuck around with some fuck boy yeah you don't want her to be with a fuck boy and you want her to have a certain level of man in her so she can she can hold her own yeah you know she's strong she's got that strength but then is that is that being is that being sexist saying that that's coming from the man side is because a, a woman can be strong exactly see this is why this is a safe space here welcome to the potty podcast you can say ignorant shit and no one comes at you or on you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but vengeance man it yeah so i think i got to about the ashton kutcher point um and he has a, he's got this voice where he really can sell you on like i feel like i know he's involved with all the tech world and big investor or startup guy or whatever he is but and i think he is quite smart but i don't think he has to be like i think he could just his his voice plus his acting ability, I'll buy it. I'll buy whatever you're selling me. That guy has it. And I was hooked, bro, on what my legacy is for just a moment until I realized that I'm fucking nailing it. Um, he, yeah, he he is great. He was only like a supporting role in this movie, but um, he was fantastic. BJ Novak, by the way, I've never he- seen him star in a film and he was he was fantastic. Um, the dead girl's brother was great too. I I think I've seen him in something before. I don't know his name. 
he was he was very good. Um, have you ever solved a crime? By the way, because this this was the the interesting part of the film for me is this this podcaster, this writer slash podcaster essentially solves this crime. Spoiler alert! But you know that's how movies work; it all works out. Um, he solved this murder mystery, right? Have you ever had to solve a crime? Yeah, I mean, I didn't solve it. It's mm. yeah, it's currently unsolved. Your scooter, your scooter getting stolen. Fuck, that's one of them. Is that uh, another another unsolved is, mystery? Uh, also on Netflix. Unsolved, but um, letterbox got blown up. It's back when I was living with mum. I think I was like eighteen or nineteen at the time. Never solved it. Never solved it. Posted a status. Tried to find out who it was, and just never got to the bottom of it. Probably so, just. So if you're out there, fuck you. Dumb teenage shit, or did you did you do something? I don't th- I don't think I did anything. Have you ever banged anyone's yeah. girlfriend before? Uh, not not while they were together. Mm-hmm. No. Maybe an ex, but I have, and I um got called the n word over it. Did you fight him? I tried, but he he locked himself in. This was at college. Yeah. Um, and he didn't go to our school, but he was visiting. Um, and I don't know who told him. I don't know if she told him. Girls are always telling the truth, man. That's um, that's how to be a woman, tell the truth. Um, how to be a man, deny till you die. Um, yeah, and this guy called me the N-word and then went and locked himself in her bedroom. And, um, oh, so she went to your school? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Right. Um, and, yeah. That's how not to be a man. Yeah, yeah, locking yourself in a room. Talking shit and then locking yourself yeah, in a room. That's whack. Take this beating, bro. Come out yeah. here and take this beating. And that was back before, that, that was way before. I, that, so I was probably 19 at the time. Now I'm 33, so that's 14 years. I've only probably dealt with my anger in the last four years. So this is 10 years before I even thought about addressing my anger. <laughs> so I, he was... Fucked if I can't out. believe this dude locked himself in. What a pussy! Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, but I've never, I've never solved a crime either. I don't think I've ever gone out to solve a crime. Oh, I did. I think I might have talked about this on the podcast. But a girl down the street, I don't know how old she is, maybe thirteen or fourteen. They've got a dog. Like we're friends with all the dog families around here, so they've got a dog. They've got two young kids. You know, they she makes us cupcakes sometimes. You know. Her mum drops off lemons. Um, she was walking home from school one day and she said that there was a guy taking photos of her from across the street. And she, she came to our house, knocked on the door, crying. I told her to come in, sit down. Rachel Rachel was putting Kenny down for her sleep. And I was like, sit down, Rachel will be right out. And I went out with a knife because um, I... I didn't want to stab anybody, but I didn't know how if this guy was dangerous, right? And I was going to go look for him and be like, what the fuck's your problem, right? Maybe take a picture of him and tell the cops or something. And so I went out, yeah, I went out on a little solo expedition to find this this guy, but I never so, found so him. So um, while you're walking down the street with this knife, mm. were you like brandishing it? Was it, Were you just blatantly <laughs> just fucking holding this shit out in front of you or what? I was running and I had it above my head like this. <laughs> 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 no. I've, I've just never seen a man walk down the street with a fucking knife in his head. No, no, I was doing. Did you have like um, tucked up your sleeve, doing those ones. No, I just had like the handle. Like if this is the handle and this is the blade, I had it sort of like this. Yeah, okay. And I was going. If I saw the cunt, 
Well, I wasn't gonna pull it. I wasn't gonna pull out a knot. I was just gonna. Um, I was gonna have it. So he'd have to say for himself. Yeah, and, and if he yeah. attacked me, he was gonna get stuck. But I was really just trying to get a photo of him and tell the cops. Uh, but I never found him, which scared me more because I was like, the cunt probably lives around here and he's taking photos of 13-year-old girls. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. Um, and she was so in shock as well. She she couldn't even remember what he looked like. or whatever. Maybe she made it up. That's victim blaming. No, she didn't make it up. It was true. I did, I did believe her because I went, yeah, I went out to go find the cunt. But another unsolved history. I've committed crimes. Have you ever committed a crime? I have, but I kind of got away with it. You're not a speeder. You don't speed when you drive. No. You're, you've never done drag race? No, I've never done that. I've I've drag raced once. Did you win? I, I didn't. I was driving a VN Commodore wagon with the back completely full with luggage. So, um, no, the uh, I believe it was an old Nissan Skyline destroyed me, guys. Yeah. But I was speeding, but I didn't get caught that time. How about you? What's your crime? Um, like real petty shoplifting, but I was pretty young and the cashier, I, th- I feel like she just felt sorry for me. She was like, just just put that back. As, as, oh, I, was, as I was walking out, the, like I never used to do this, but remember like the skate park that was near school? Or like where the little basketball court was on Brighton Road. Yeah. Um, so yeah, before playing ball, like we always used to just go to Cano's, get some, get some little chockies and shit like that. Every, well, every time I'd pay because I've just never been a shoplifter. Oh, right. But everyone was always like, you're an idiot. Why are you paying? That shit's free. So, <laughs> so the one time I tried to just like reef a couple of little Snickers bars, I, yeah, obviously it wasn't slick enough. I got caught. As I was about to walk out, yeah, the, the cashier was just like, just just put that back and we'll pretend this never happened. Oh, was your heart beating? Dude, I, I've never been so scared in my fucking life. Was it a man or woman? It was a chick. I, I just took it out of my, I took them out of my pocket, put them back and I never went back to that store. How old was she? Uh, she's like middle-aged. She would have been in like her 40s or something at the time. Man, it's so crazy that people give a fuck, man. Like if I was working at... Hunno's warehouse and I saw some kids steal that shit. You know what I'd say? That shit's free. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would have said what your friends said, dude. The fuck thing is I was the only one that got caught. Yeah, that's so hectic. Little little black kid with a huge afro. All the white kids got away with it. She had an eye on you, bro. She had an eye on you. You should have put the chocolates in your afro. Next time. Next time Next when time. you bring it back. Yeah. Um, I used to do a lot of shoplifting. Uh, just no like clothes or nothing. Only like um, at grocery stores. I used to I used to do this. And this is just, this is teaching kids the wrong thing. So the chocolate aisle, there'd be like a Mars bar and I'd go like that. Straight in like that. And then I'd be like, mm, don't want it. And it's just in there. And then you walk out of the store. And they're always like, why is this cunt coming in here every day not buying anything? Just browsing at the, yeah. at the grocery store. Yeah, just always browsing at Mars bars for some reason. <laughs> just picking them up. I'd pick up two. So I'd pick up two. One would go in and one would be in my hand for the camera. Yeah. I'd be like, ah, oh, 
yes, not not today. Not today. <laughs> Put it back. <laughs> and I'll do that shit. The probably the most I ever got was like a um like a deodorant can. Like a Lynx when Lynx was dope. Um still is maybe. Oh, um, I was about to say. <clears> I I still fuck with Africa. Yeah, yeah. Lynx Africa was my <laughs> was my style too. Um but yeah, I used to used to steal candy mostly. Um if I was going to steal something today from a grocery store, it'd probably be a stick of salami. Fucking love salami, bro. Yo, old dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, yeah, or nappies. Fuck. <laughs> or formula. Um, yeah, I did that. I did, uh, I, pro- I could have got done for assault on one of the times I beat someone. Because um, this was in his own house, in his home, his family home. This guy, I forget his name. I feel like it was like Will or William or Billy or Will, you know, something like that. Stole my sneakers and someone pointed him out to me. Uh, snitch, someone snitched. So, like, sorry, you were at his place for like a party? No, no, no. This was at, at a basketball court. Um, and I took off my casual sneakers, put on some basketball sneakers, um, you know, played some pickup. And then I come back, sneakers are gone. And they're like, oh, yeah, I know who took them. Told me. And, oh, you know what else? I know where he lives. Told me that. We went. This is before licenses too, so jumped on the bus. Ended up getting there. Um, and uh, knocked on the door. He opens the door. They must not have had um, peephole. Opens the door, sees us, tries to sta- tries to slam it, foot in the door, movie shit, vengeance. And I was getting vengeance. Um, foot in the door, door bounces back off my foot, run upstairs behind him to his bedroom, beat the shit out of him in his bedroom, took my shoes back. That's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, hectic. How are you not in prison right now? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and the statute of limitations is up too, so. Um, How old are you when this went down? This I had to be. I had to have been so pre-licensed. So what, like fourteen or fifteen? I was or definitely. I was playing at Sturt, definitely, because the the people I was with, I definitely met through Sturt. Um, so I had to. I think I started at Sturt when I was like thirteen. So I reckon I would have been fourteen or fifteen. So broke into this cunt's house and beat him up. Didn't break in. He <laughs> opened the door. He <laughs> let you in. Yeah, this was not a B and E, and this is just trespassing. There's minimum trespassing and assault. Another time, I, I, I did do a B&E, um, but it was at a criminal's home. I think I've, ta- I think I've told you this. Um, this, girl, this girl had um, spilled the beans that her dad had a grow, grow house. And um, she, she did me wrong in some way or another. I can't even remember now. But I was like, well, I know where the grow room is. And I fucking... Uh, Jimmy to window and went in there and I took a bunch of weed. And now look, I'm just asking for a friend, but yeah. do you still happen to know where this place is? I I do know where the place is, and it's yeah. um it is no longer a grow house. Okay, yeah. Um, I'll let my friend know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let your yeah. friend know. But yeah, so that that one that that's a crime that cancels out a crime. So I don't, I don't think you can get caught on that. That's double jeopardy. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, we'll have to hit up um. Uh, James Caldecott just to find out if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get in trouble for robbing a crook? I don't think so. Um, what other crimes, man? 
I think those are the major two crimes that I've committed. And speeding. I do speeding. Well, I haven't done speeding in a long time, but I've been caught several times speeding. Yeah. Oh, smoking weed. Dealing draws, dealing weed for a little while. Um, everyone has. I think I was I think I was like a I wasn't big time, I was like I was small time, but I was making good bread. Statute's yeah. over for this too. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. So what was this back in like high school days or no, nah, nah, this was um like during my times back at home over the summer when I was at college. So I'd be like a drug dealer three three months out of the year for five years, four years. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then I'd have money to go back to college. You gotta pay your way somehow, man. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're getting NIL deals. Not that I was gonna be one of those guys. I thought I was back then. Anyway, yeah, crime. I, I I wouldn't know the first thing about how to solve a crime. Like what is that what you do? You just go and interview people? Like this was this movie was based in a small town. Mm-hmm. In Adelaide, when a crime happens, you can't just go around interviewing everyone you see. No, most people probably wouldn't even give you the time of day. Yeah, and you don't have the resources to get through 1.2 million people. Yeah. So how do you solve a crime? Start at the scene, I guess, get as much evidence as possible, and then you'd, I assume you'd move on to trying to interview not suspects and people that might just know. Might yeah. have details. I've got a joke in my act about um, solving a crime myself based on what got stolen and stereotyping the type of people that would have stolen that stuff. That's probably how I would literally go about it. That's pretty sound to me. Yeah. Um, so the joke is about um, my sneakers getting stolen, actually. And the 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 punchline to that part of the joke is, oh, this is black on black crime. The guy that stole my sneakers was a white guy. Yeah, he said his name was Billy. Figured. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Bobby. I don't know. Something white, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, <sighs> it was good, man, the movie. It was like a, it was funny. It had some, some humor to it. It wasn't like it wasn't like a he- like it was a murder mystery, but it wasn't like a hectic fucking like, um, you know, stress inducing. I'm trying to think of like another murder mystery, like you know, you know, when you watch like, did you ever watch Luther the TV show? No, I never watched that. She, you should. That's a. I've, I've heard it's good. Heard yeah. good things about Luther, but like it's dark as it's not like funny. It's like hectic and suspenseful, and this wasn't like that. Like I wasn't sweating, my heart wasn't racing, my mouth wasn't drying up. I was laughing a little bit. I'm trying to figure out who did it, trying to fi- trying to find the, the clues and all that. And you're also like, you're getting taught, like never judge a book by its cover because this guy, because he's New York, he thinks he's Mr. fucking New York. He goes to this small town, Texas, and he, he's judging him already before he, before he even gets there. And then when he does get there, he's still judging him. He thinks he's better than him. He thinks he's smarter than him, all that shit. So you're getting all this like, don't, don't judge Yep. judge a book, you know? So it was good. It was cool, man. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's probably underrated. I don't think many people know about it. Um, I think it's a 2022 movie. Yeah, I was about to ask. 
Yeah, 22. Okay. Yeah, uh, but uh, 7.5, I reckon. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty really, good. And really where, where can the people catch this one? That one was on Netflix. Okay. I am seeing, though, at the moment, a lot of shit's on everything right now. I don't know if that's just like a um, like a period of time where they're, all their um, the rights are, like, overlapping or something. Yeah, okay. I, I noticed I've, that. I've been seeing, yeah, I've been seeing a lot. Well, I've only got two things. I've got Binge and um, Netflix at the moment. I've just been seeing lots of lots of crossover. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's keep an eye out. Mm. We're like we're reefing like three or four people's different accounts. So yeah. like we got like an in laws stand, um, Apple T V. I just can't keep track of what's on what anymore. We've got like Prime. Yeah. Um yeah. If there's Netflix, something specific binge. I want to watch, I always I just Google I've got to Google it and be like, what's this on? You know? And you just get it for like a week or two. Well, I haven't done that yet, but Ted Lasso, the new season's out, so I'm going to have to get, get Apple back. Just finished that the other day. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, still still going strong. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's over now. That's the last one they're doing. If I wouldn't be surprised if they ended it there. Okay. And what was the other one that I really liked on Apple with um Adam Scott? Oh, Severance. Severance. Are they, is that, is, has the new one come out of that yet? No, not out yet, but yeah, there, there'll definitely be a season two of that though. Maybe I'll wait until that comes out, bang them both out at the same time, no home loans, no Zion. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully a little bit later this year we get Severance. Yeah, I was, um, I was reefing your NBA league pass today. That's all right, how'd it yeah. go? Yeah, good man. Good experience? Good, yeah, yeah, go Denver. Yeah, looking good. Yeah, I'm kind of like... I really wanted Denver to win, and now I'm kind of like I kind of like the Jimmy Butler storyline. Yeah, I like the Jimmy Butler storyline, but I think I like the the Jokic being the real MVP storyline better. Me too, me too, because I definitely felt so much happiness when um just seeing how easily they did it today. Two triple doubles, Jokic and Murray, yeah. light work, thirty point triple doubles, On both of them. The brightest stage, yeah. They don't give a fuck, bro. Best duo in the league, do you think? Right now, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, we're not comparing them to Jordan and Scotty, but... Uh, no, I'm not comparing it to them, but... Maybe would have said, like, Bron and AD, maybe, like, a couple of years back. Mm. They were both healthy. Yeah. I mean, they, they were just in the conference finals, got mopped, but... yeah. I just, yeah, they they run a lot of um, a lot of propaganda for for all these duos and stuff. But I don't consider I actually don't consider a lot of them duos. Like Harden and um, Embiid, I hardly consider a duo. It's just two good guys that yeah. play on the same team. But Jokic yeah. y- and Murray, it's yeah, setting picks for each other. Like yeah. it's, it's it's nice to watch. Durant and Booker, I don't consider that a duo. No. Nah. Um, Jalen and uh, Jason, I don't... No, nah, like, I'm, what is it, five conference finals in the past, like, six, six wow. seven or eight years? Something yeah. like that. That Yeah, I mean, they keep getting that far, but I, I just don't look at them as that kind of duo. No, nah. no. Nah. Yeah, so I, I, I kind of honestly believe that... Um, yeah, I, I, would call, I would call LeBron and AD a duo... Um, and yeah, Jokic and Maria duo, and they they are just Jokic and Maria really clicking, man. Yes, yeah. beautiful to watch. Yeah, um, how much time are we on? I think we're past the hour. Let me check. Uh, one oh seven. 
Dude, I thought that was really fun. I think yeah. I like I like the I like this. I like it like this. What did you think? Honest be honest. Yeah, I liked it. Caught me off guard with the um questions early on, but Yeah. But no, it was good. Got good real format. for a second. Yeah. I liked that too though, because you can't always just be shitting on Lizzo. Nah, just once every like month. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you gotta bring some realness. I thought the stuff about the um manhood stuff, I liked that. And I feel like there's going to, like, depending on what we watch, there's just going to be weird little combos like that that pop up, mm. you know? Yeah. I liked it. Hope you guys liked it. Um, this is the new Welcome to the Potty, basically, which is the same Welcome to the Potty, but better. Sensational. You know what to do. Welcome to the Potty on everything. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, go to claymcmathcomedy.com to buy your merch. Go up to the... Check out person next time you're buying something and say easy money when they ask you for your total. When they're like, yeah, that'd be nineteen ninety five, be like, easy money. And film yourself doing it. I want these videos. I want to make a compilation. Um, so far, you guys have sent in zero. Uh, I think that would be hilarious. Maybe I've got to do one first, show you guys how it's done. I think so. Um, yeah, it is a bit weird to film yourself. But people do it. People always film it. It's actually not that weird really yeah it'd be pretty common practice these days yeah everyone's trying to go viral yeah maybe even just like pretend that you're texting at the time when they do it and then just say like easy money i don't know we'll see what happens just please get the i really want to get a compilation together that can really that could use uh that could be easily used as like a promo for the show you know cheap promo that i don't have to like direct and film and all i gotta do is stick them all together chuck a hundred bucks on it as an ad yeah done just just need one to get it started yeah all right so do that uh tell a friend to tell a friend you know what it is if you if you share that as well with us send us how you've shared it in the dms you instantly enter the draw to win free welcome to the potty merch that's free merch free merch and it's swagged out how soft is the merch too butter butter soft and i'm talking springtime butter not that wintertime butter that's still when you leave it out is still kind of hard because it's so fucking cold in your kitchen. I'm talking springtime butter. Spreadable. Soft. Soft. Love you guys. Don't forget to love yourselves. And as always, bung bung.